Hello, and welcome to Marriage Unchained, the art of one flesh, where saving marriages, saving families, and saving souls is the flavor of the day. Now, let's join our host and author of Marriage Unchained, Catholic Alpha Radical, Jerry Jacobs Jr. Welcome to episode 34. Today's focus, the one thing you never do when your wife wants a separation. So sit back, relax, take a chill pill, and get ready to rock. But don't duck. Can you feel it? Catholic Alpha Radical coming at you now. Hello and welcome to Catholic Alpha Radical, the podcast that helps you, you fix your Catholic marriage while also giving you winning tactics for marriage problems, girlfriend problems, and intimacy problems for men. Moreover, well, my main mission is to keep you out of divorce court and where marriage unchained, the art of one flesh, divorce, combat coaching is the flavor of the day, while also helping men understand marriage and courting, not dating in the Catholic faith. Why? Because dating is for sex and courting is for marriage. In this 34th episode, the one thing you never do when your wife wants a separation. Bam! So, the quote of the day. Quote, Today I was led by an angel to the chasms of hell. It is a place of great torture, how awesomely large and extensive it is. The kinds of tortures I saw. The first torture that constitutes hell is the loss of God. The second is perpetual remorse of conscience. The third is that one's condition will never change. The fourth is the fire that will penetrate the soul without destroying it. A terrible suffering since it is a purely spiritual fire lit by God's anger. The fifth torture is conditional darkness and a terrible suffocating smell. And despite the darkness, the devils and the souls of the damned see each other and all the evil, both of others and of their own. The sixth torture is the constant company of Satan. The seventh torture is horrible despair, hatred of God, vile words, curses and blasphemies. These are the tortures suffered by all the damned together. But that is not the end of the sufferings. There are special tortures, tortures destined for particular souls. These are the tortures of the senses. Each soul undergoes terrible and indescribable sufferings related to the manner in which it has sinned. There are caverns and pits of torture where one form of agony differs from another. I would have died at the very sight of these tortures if the omnipotence of God had not supported me. Let the sinner know that he will be tortured throughout all eternity in those senses which he made use of to actually sin. I am writing this at the command of God so that no soul may find an excuse by saying there is no hell or that nobody has ever been there. And so no one can say what it is like. I, Sister Faustina, by the order of God, have visited the abysses of hell so that I might tell souls about it and testify to its existence. I cannot speak about it now, but I have received a command from God to leave it in writing. The devils, the devils were full of hatred for me, but they had to obey me at the command of God. What I have written is but a pale shadow of the things I saw. But I noticed one thing that most of the souls there are those who disbelieved that there is a hell. When I came to, I could hardly recover from the fright. How terrible souls suffer there. Consequently, I pray even more fervently for the conversion of sinners. I incessantly plead God's mercy upon them. 
Oh my Jesus, I would rather be in agony until the end of the world amidst the greatest sufferings than offend you by the least sin. End quote. St. Faustina, Her Tour of Hell, Diary of St. Maria Faustina Kowalski, number 741. She's asked for divorce. Now what? Of course, you just didn't see it coming, but it has. So now what do you do? Well, what you do is step one, you decide to man up and fight for her no matter what. Step two, decide if one of these categories in the marriage maintenance master plan fits your situation. A, she's asked for a divorce. B, she has left the home. C, mutually agreed separation but didn't want it. D, she's in the home but distant or separate bedrooms. E, you're divorced but didn't want it. Now, step three, if you are in one of these critical situations or close to it, then register to watch the Marriage Masterclass immediately at www.savemycatholicmarriage.com. Step four, after watching the Masterclass, get the help you need by scheduling a discovery and strategy session to receive a proven plan of action tailored specifically for your situation. Many husbands will look at this and go back to allowing their marriage to fade into oblivion, accepting failure. But some will look at this and say, wonder if this works. Those are the warriors. Those are the husbands I want to go into battle with. Those are the husbands I want to work with. So allow me to help. Those that do nothing have a 100% chance of failure. Those that decide to battle fight and act like true men become worthy of winning their beloved back which are you visit www.savemycatholicmarriage.com that's www.savemycatholicmarriage.com learn how to once again become her hero Welcome to our segment for the day, the Catholic Alpha Radical Rant. So let's go started. Let's get started, shall we? Well, in today's godless society, men are not only emasculated, but we are weak. We have no thirst for battle, no hunger to engage in the hard, difficult, the arduous. We are effeminate. We lack the strength to make the Jesus Christ art of manliness decisions it takes to lead our families. And women and their craving for so-called freedom are easily led into feminism, which is from the depths of hell. So when emasculation and feminism meet, we have what we have is an absence of God. And men who lack the strength to be the man God is calling him to be as Christ. And from the ashes rise the sin of divorce and separation from our spouses for no God-given right to do so. Look, we must remember that the church, Christ church, for the most part, the only reason for separation is mar- in marriage is physical abuse or adultery. So look, I'm, I'm getting really, really crazy, crazy tired of people just separating because so-called emotional abuse or stuff like that. Here's the deal, man. You can divorce your husband and all you want, but in the end, you got to stand up before Christ at your particular judgment, which is when Christ went up on your death, God pulls your little butt up, and what he does is he judges you right then and shows you everything you did. And then that's when the justice happens. 
you need to stop listening to these priests that all they talk about is mercy, 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 because that mercy is going to get you hurt. It's going to get your soul damned. And I'm not one of them ones to be holding that stuff back. And just to be real, man, you can't be, you got to understand that there is a hell. I just read you a quote, you know, two or 300 words long. That's letting you know what a mystic in the Catholic church, a saint saw in hell. These bishops and these, and these um, priests got you believing that there is no hell. And so, because they don't talk about it. And we all know how ignorant we are when people don't put stuff in our face and teach us about what's going on. Um, but I'm here to tell you, man, you, you according to the church, you have no right to to divorce any the, the church, God's Christ church, does not even recognize divorce and stuff. What it recognizes is you have the right of separation for adultery and for abuse, physical abuse. And that's it. So if your husband's trying to get together, you need to stop messing around and get your little butt on back home because you proved your point. Not saying you should have left. All I'm saying is you proved your point. So somebody's got to be the adult, be a real woman, and get back and stop messing around. So, um, like I said, we must remember in 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 the in, in the church, Christ Church, for the most part, the only reason for separation in marriage is physical abuse or adultery. There's nothing in canon law or in Christ church that allows for the fake and made up so-called emotional abuse, which I just talked about, you know, and, and, and what do, what do, do women, you know, what women need to do is they need to woman up and deal with it. Stop, stop listening to society out here. These feminists that don't give a crap about you. If feminists really cared about women, they would be for all women, the rights of all women and, and, and teach people to do the right thing, like not kill your baby. Or, you know, when a woman wants to stay home and be a real woman and suffer and sacrifice her career and her life in service of her husband and her children, they stay down with that. Oh, no. But if you want to go and, and have some some career and you want to go and waste your life and be, you be look up and you're 40, 50, 60, 70 years old and you got one child or no kids. You ain't got a husband. You're by yourself. Only thing you do is live with a dog or your cat and you're, you're by yourself or you're in a nursing home by yourself and you have no kids. So nobody comes to visit you. Okay. We have to stop as women. You have to stop drinking the Kool-Aid, man. You got to stop drinking the Kool-Aid, man, and look at, into the future of your life. Your life will be completely empty if you have no children, one kid, and then that kid dies or something like that happens. Then what you got, you have nothing or your kid hates you because you, you, you know, you help chase his, chase help their father away or, you know, you know, here's what happens is, you know, your kid gets married and you do something, you offend the husband or something like that. And then your daughter don't want to talk to you no more because you didn't piss the husband off. You can't see your grandkids and all that stuff. As people and creatures of God, we have to realize that God loves us, man. And we have to do what God is asking us so that so that because God knows what's best for us. Why? Because he created us and 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 he did. There is a God, there is a heaven, a hell, and there is purgatory. And we have to realize this what's going on, man. And, and, and God, the true love, and I say this all the time, the true, the true definition of your love for God is obedience to his, to the, to the, to the revelation of the word. And that's really straight up, straight out. And if you can't do that, stop pretending. Stop perpetrating, man, like you love Christ and you love God and all this stuff. And, you know, you love the teachings of and stuff and you love the Catholic Church or, or whatever. And you really don't. You love yourself. That's what you love. You love yourself. And that is another uh, misnomer, another crazy thing that these feminists try to get you to do. Well, you're the most important. It's all about you. It ain't about you, man. When have you ever learned anything about everything being about you? As a woman and a man, we must learn to suffer and sacrifice and give our life away to what Christ is asking us to do, just like he did. He showed us the example. OK. And this is what we have to do is women need to woman up and deal with this so-called fake emotional abuse. 
You know, so what your husband gets mad at you. Okay, talk about it. Work it out. So what your husband uh, tells you all this stuff like, uh, you know, he argues with me or, you know, he he spanked the kids. What is he, what is he supposed to do? What is he supposed to do when your kids are brat and can't go to church and keep his mouth shut? Oh, man, there was a kid in my in our church in Sunday, man. This kid was yelling so bad and the parent would not take the kid out. So finally, the parent took the kid out, right? That boy, that little boy, he yelled and yelled. He yelled like he was getting murdered or something. Like he does it all the time. Like he, this is what he does all the time. And, and he is like, so, okay, so you're going to, you're going to, uh, make me leave the church so i'm gonna really show you what a jerk i am i'll just yell and scream the parent even took the kid in the vestibule of the church and we could still hear the kid up in the church and that is what people don't know how to control their kids man you you don't you don't let your kid act out at home because when you take your kid out the kids don't know how to act and then you get embarrassed and you want to get mad and you don't know how to act and get the kid under control but if somebody says something, oh, that's my kid. Let me do what I want to do. Yeah, you do what you want to do and embarrass yourself and your family and your kid. Where's the husband at? Okay. Anyway, I'm moving on because I could go on that for all day. <laughs> so, um, so look, divorce for emotional abuse is out of the question. First of all, what the heck is emotional abuse? I mean, I've seen women say all kinds of weak and fake arguments for this. Like what? He yelled at me which in my experience is very subjective and can mean anything, you know, um, or like he doesn't listen to me or he doesn't appreciate me and argues with me all the time or he threatened me. That's another one. He threatened me. What does that mean? Man, this stuff can mean anything. Really, it can. And it is just another reason for women to break up and leave their husband and go out and try to find greener grass, which of course is hardly ever there. Look, another thing that really messes up is people are always looking for something out there better, and it's not. It's not. Fix your own darn self, and then you'll be surprised how tantalizing your wife looks. Fix yourself and stop looking out here trying to look for something else that's not better because those people have their problems too. Believe me, they do. So, so gentlemen, what happens when you don't lead your family correctly and you screw up your marriage, which a lot of us do, okay? And what do we do? Instead of taking blame, we blame everybody else or we blame our wife or our children or our mother or our father or whoever, the government, it doesn't matter. Men these days are just totally weak and emasculated. Nothing's ever our fault. We don't never do nothing. You know, like in, in, in um, the Catholic Alpha uh, uh, Holy Lover Marriage Program, Man, I should have 500 kids, have 500 minute lease in this program. I should be having to close my doors because I ain't got enough room to help everybody. But you know what? As soon as I start talking about men, fix yourself and your wife will lead, will let you lead your family. She'll follow you without you having to tell her because she knows that you are trying to do what's best for her and the family and that you love her. No, what do you do? Get all mad if she says one little thing. Uh, you know, you little ego can't take nothing weak, man. Like I said, no thirst for battle, dude, no thirst for battle. And that's what's going on today. Dudes cannot take anything. We act like women. And that is ridiculous. It's the art of maleness. Did Christ act like a woman? No, he didn't. He didn't, man. He told people the way things were. And he was a direct and aggressive. Okay. So next. So, gentlemen, what happens again? What happens when you don't lead your family correctly and screw up your marriage? What happens when you play video games all the time? Go to the golf course all the time. Place your mother and your buddies above your marriage and wife. What happens when you neglect her and don't appreciate her? When What happens when you come home and she sits you down and says, I want a separation <laughs> or worse yet, I want a divorce. And on top of that, she looks at you and says, oh, I also want you to leave the house. 
Oh, man. Oh, man. All of the emotions and thoughts running through your mind right now, right? What do I do? How can I change her mind? Oh, my God. I just didn't see this coming, right? Well, if you didn't see this coming, this is completely because you were an absent-minded husband. You were. You didn't see the clues she gave you for months or years or even worse, decades, because you refuse to take care of your mission as a man and involve God and service in your marriage. Straight up, straight out. And your wife started her exit strategy on your butt. That's what she did. But I'm not going to go on that because that's going to be a whole, we could talk about that for five hours. But if you want more in depth and specific information on the clues your wife will give off when she has decided to leave on you, then go to www.savemycatholicmarriage.com and sign up to watch the Marriage Masterclass and get the top 30 clues your wife displays when she has had enough and is about to exit stage right on you. But for now, let's, let's really just talk about when your wife does ask for a separation. Or she says she just needs time, right? What in the heck do you do? Really? What do you do, man? Do you stay? Do you leave the house? Do you call a lawyer? Do you cry? Do you yell? Do you beg? Look, brother, I'm going to tell you for the first, the first thing you do, and I'm going to say this real cool is you do not under any circumstances evacuate the premises as the popo like to say why because first off you lose all negotiation power look when you leave there's you lose all negotiation power man you can't you have no more say in the house no more no more say with the kids no more say with what your wife does and doesn't do. No more say with the how. Uh, you have no more say on anything. No more negotiation. Why? Because when you leave, you take your power and your presence and your soul with you. So in your wife's mind, I ain't got to listen to him no more. I ain't got to do nothing he say. I ain't got to do anything. It's just me and the kids. See? Next, where are you going to go if you do leave? To a hotel? Or some other place where you have to pay to stay. So that's another stupid thing. First of all, this is what I'm going to say, man. Leaving the house and giving your wife everything she wants. Because what do dudes do? Well, this is what a weak dude does. This is what a weak man does. Well, I'm just going to do whatever she say. Because she's mad. And that'll make her happy. And she's just going to, you know, um, I, I'm going to give her the kids and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give her the house and I'm going to give her the cars. And I just need a car and I'm going to go live in a shack, you know, because, you know, I'm just so I'm such a wuss. <laughs> Man, that is the wrong, wrong attitudes. I tell dudes all the time, never leave the house. Never, ever. So you're going to go and you're going to pay two bills. You're going to pay your hotel bill or your another. You got to sign a lease for a year to rent an apartment or something. Um, you're going to then you got to pay that. And then you got to pay your mortgage at home. You got to pay all the utility bills. You're going to pay all the um, you're going to pay um, the cable. You're going to pay for her gas, your gas. You're going to do all this stuff. You're going to use up all your resources. So now you're just this putty 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 person and pitiful person inside this little hotel room by yourself you know and trying to figure out what you're gonna do man you cannot do that man you please if you don't ever have listened to anything i say if your wife ever asked you for a separation man first thing you're gonna say that's cool but i'm not leaving the house so you want to get that, get that out of your mind right now okay so I'm going to ask you, if you do move out and go to a hotel or or um, or let's say you rent a place, you know, and then you're paying for all that stuff. Can you really afford to do that? In my experience, most men can't. Next, the kids. Flat out, you're not going to see the kids. They're going to she's going to say, oh, you can see the kids when you want to and all that stuff. If you want to save your marriage, you're going to be like, OK, and then you're going to call and try to see the kids. And then she's going to tell you. 
what you can and can't do with the kids when they with you. She's going to tell you everything, you know, you know, the kids, this, the kids, that. And no, you can't send the day because I got to do this. and I got to do that. Man, your time just goes. It is gone, you know, um, and it's, it's not right. If you was OK, so but the most important thing after the kids thing is this. If you want to save your marriage and leave, you will never see your wife. So on top of not seeing the kids, you're never going to see your wife. So how if you don't see your wife, how are you? How can you convince her that you're changing and want to be a better husband or, or the husband she needs? How are you going to do that? Do that. Look, out of sight, out of mind, man, out of sight, out of mind. You don't leave the house, at least if you're in the house, you can she can be mad. Let her be mad. You know, you can be mad, but what you do is you stay in separate bedrooms or something or fix up a, or fix up a room or apartment down in the basement. Why? Because at least when you're in the house and you want to save your marriage, you 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 see her. You have to interact. You have to um you have to uh, go and and get around each other and you're going to be around each other at, at you know when the kids are eating and all that stuff. So you just can't be going around being pissed off at each other around the kids all the time. The kids are going to start to notice that, especially if they're over the age of four or five or six. They're going to start noticing that. Okay. Next. They will also tell you they just need time. I just need time. Or they want a little space. Give me space. Stop trying to control me. <laughs> Please. Or they don't have another man. And they aren't looking for one, which a lot of times that's a lie because we all know women say that crap all the time. As soon as Romeo, the right man, comes along and starts spilling that stuff in her ear, all of a sudden, I love him. <laughs> right? Okay. Don't think it. Most women do not leave unless they got another man. Or they're talking to somebody or something like that. Most women, they they hardly ever build up the courage to leave on their own. It, it has to be so, so bad. It has to be so, so fed up. I know a, a couple, you know, the woman left, and I know more than one, whereas the wife left, then she wants to see another woman. I mean, come on. I mean, come on. You got kids, man multiple kids okay and you leave your husband to go see another woman that makes no sense okay really especially if all you're committing adultery you're messing around on your husband if he hasn't beat you or committed adultery on you you have no reason even even emotionally and logically you really have no reason to treat him like that don't lie to him just tell him the truth okay all right um what you must realize is once your wife reaches this point, she is only thinking about herself. I know many wives like this, man. When they reach the point where they feel you've hurt them, they don't feel close to you, they want to get away from you, they want to move on, they want to get separation. The only thing they're thinking about, and it ain't the kids, they're thinking about themselves. And the kids are just collateral damage. The kids come around and I can yank the kids around wherever I want to go. Why? I have the right because I've been hurt. <laughs> I've been hurt. Nobody loves me. I'm by myself. And then what do they do? They use the kids for support. That's another thing, man. When your wife leaves, she's most of the time got these other crazy women, divorced women or single women, telling them how messed up you are. And girl, he all leave him. Girl, you 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 take that. So she has support. And we all know how important support is to a woman. We all know that. As long as a woman's got support, she will do all kind of stuff like what? Kill her baby. Take contraception. Leave her husband. You know, you know, put her kids in a car and drive it off the uh drive it into a lake and kill the kids. Because I feel I, I am unhappy and I have the right. It's my body. They're my kids. I can do whatever I want. And so when women are have been deeply hurt. They are, they have, they have all this baggage from all the failed sex relationships that they help do now. You know, it's men's fault that they didn't control themselves and, and, and sleep with you, but it's your fault for opening up your legs and letting him. It's still more the man's fault 
but it's still it's your fault as well. You have some blame in that. So when a dude muses you and takes your gift and then throws you to the curb, you should only be mad for about 30 seconds. Because why? Because you let him talk you into giving up your gift, the gift God gave you to get the perfect man for you, to have all the kids with, you know, to love your man with. You gave that up. You gave that up. So being mad and going and, and busting the man's tires and going to his job and embarrassing him and cussing him out, trying to fight him, trying to shoot him and stab him, all that stuff, that's really not warranted because you you played a part in that. As a woman, Miss Feminist Woman, <laughs> you want it all, right? You want it all until that dude misuses you, treats you like a slut, and throws you to the curb. All of a sudden now, oh, I'm, I'm going to get him. I'm going to pay. He going to pay, right? That ain't cool, man. Especially if you married and you have a husband and he he's trying, okay? That's the only problem I have with this stuff. I want the woman's side most of the time. Matter of fact, I help when wives come to me, I help them and I talk to them and I try to help them, you know, understand what's going on with their mother, with their husband and stuff and, and stuff and how she can help him be a better wife for him. Because I really have empathy for wives that are really that really love Christ and trying to do it right. But these women that want to go out here and act like they can control, they control everything. I don't have no empathy for them. I really don't. You causing your hell. And if you have no humility and all you have is pride about you're this strong, powerful woman, man, that is an illusion. You know it deep down and we all know it deep down. Men just loan you our power so you leave us alone. Why do you think we even, men even allow feminism? Why do you think that? Why do you think? Because, listen, if all the men in this country said, look, ain't no more feminism. You're going to get your butt home. You're going to sit in this house. You're going to cook my dinner. You're going to take care of my kids. And you're going to be a real woman. You wouldn't have a choice. You wouldn't have a choice. First of all, you ain't strong as we are. Second of all, we're logical. You're emotional, which is good on both ends. Don't get me wrong. But basically, we're just going to be like, you're going to what you're going to do. It's the weak men that screwed up this country. Now, I don't blame the women. I blame the men. We was weak. But don't get it twisted. If men in this country, in this world, really um, asserted our power as men and what we were, the, the God-given right, we were given by God to take leadership, the spiritual headship of our home and our families, y'all women wouldn't have a chance. I know it ain't little one. Let it be a nuclear war. Guess what? All of a sudden now, don't nobody care about your feminism and you being a woman. Listen, we need some food. We need some babies. You're going to have babies. No more contraception because we got to we, we got to repopulate the world again. No more homosexuality. Why? Because homosexuality interferes with creation. We can't have people putting things anywhere that there's no babies coming. You know, we can't, you know, we, we can't kill and abort babies anymore because we need those babies to populate the world again. You see, God understands what's going on, man, and we really don't because we're selfish. We only we only think about ourselves. And this is the problem with many of us today. And I'm of course you know me. If you listen to any of my podcasts, you know I just don't really I really hardly ever talk about the women. Because I really feel empathy for women. Because men, we have we have not been real men for so long. Women have to stand up and do what they gotta do. One thing you gotta love about women is when our punk butts sit on the couch eating bacon and bonbons and watching football games and golf matches and tennis matches and hockey all day long on the weekends and not paying attention to us, her and the kids and stuff, what do women do? They say, Well, I guess I ain't got no help. I guess I got to put on the, my man cap and my mama cap and I got to make things work. So what does she do? She cooks all the meals, takes care of all the kids, goes out and gets another job. You know, she she um she does what she has to do to her wuss husband, gets it together. And then that's what's wrong with you dudes when you you do you you treat your woman like now I'm exaggerating, but I'm not really far off. Then when your wife you come home and your wife and kids are gone. You just didn't see it coming, right? So next, um, I said that your wife is selfish when she reaches a point. When she's been hurt so much, she feels devastated. She's been hurt. She only understands selfish. It's all about her now. She will say that she won't use the kids against you. 
they all say that, right? Well, we're not going to, I've heard that so many times. Well, we're not going to use the kids against each other. Hey, I'm telling you, I've been there. Women will use the kids in a minute against you if when they're in this state, it is to their advantage. The lawyers do too. They all do. You know, and the reason I'm talking about men because I, so I, I talking about the uh, talking about the view from the man's point of view because I'm, ta- I'm talking to men. I talk to men on this podcast, so I know there are men that do stuff. This is this is much this is this is bad stuff as I'm talking about, but I'm talking about wives and what they're doing. And look, man, we you think men are ruthless? You think men are ruthless when it comes to divorce and adultery and all that stuff? Man, just like my wife said about when the, if she, my wife says it all the time. And you know what? First, when she said, she used to say, he's like, oh, baby, whatever. But man, over the years, I've thought about what my wife says because my wife is a very insightful person. She says, when a, if a woman can abort her, kill her baby, she can do anything. She can, she can rationalize anything. If women can kill the, 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 the soul that God sent them, and kill her baby in her womb, she can be persuaded to do anything. Anything. And I've come to believe that that's the truth. Okay? So she, like I said, they will turn the kids against you. But don't matter. We'll say, we'll just like talk it out for a second. She will say she won't use the kids against you, right? So here's what we'll do. But that will soon become apparent that that's a lie when you try to stay in that house and not leave. So everything's cool, when she thinks you're going to leave and she wants you to leave. But if you decide you're going to leave, all hell's going to break loose. She will then get mad and say you are a stalker or you're arguing or your arguing is damaging the kids. Now, you notice I said you're arguing as the man. She didn't talk about her contribution to the arguing, right? To the fighting. <laughs> it's all about, you know, her. You know, this is a ploy that has been in the works for months or in many cases for years to get your butt out of the house so she can move on and get rid of you. Oh, of course, she will deny it until the cows come home. But, dude, if you fall for this one, you will regret it. Any divorce lawyer worth his salt will tell you do not leave. And I've had more than one tell me that you don't leave. You stay in the house because once you do, they'll call the police on you. They'll say he ain't supposed to be here. You don't care if your name's on the lease, on the mortgage, on the front porch. It does not matter. They got you. They got you. And you fell for it. Okay. If you won't leave and she just, and she desires to leave, now I'm going to go into a little, a little thing. Now I'm going to flip it. I'm going to flip it. Okay. Let's say you won't leave. And your wife is like, okay, well, you're not going to leave. I understand that, Mr. Hubby Bear. That's cool, you know. But guess what? I'm leaving. First thing you're going to say is, as as the husband, and this is a big boy, the art of manliness, Jesus Christ, big time decision. You can't wuss out on this right here. And you know how I know? Because I did it. (laughs) That's what I'm telling you. Even at 30 years old, I knew I I wasn't going to do this. And here's what it was. If your wife wants to leave, you tell her in her face and you look at her so that she knows you ain't playing. And you tell her, you can go if you want to, but my kids ain't going nowhere. And she can't make you take them neither. That's why if your wife, her family, her family is in another state. First thing when she, when she starts, when she asks you for a separation divorce, First thing you need to do is go to your lawyer and get some help and say, look, nobody's taking the kids out of the state. You can't go nowhere because if you don't, what's going to happen is she's going to get mad at you. Eventually, she's going to pack up. She's going to take the kids and you're going to look up and the kids going to be gone. If you got an order that says she can't leave the state, she can't take the kids no more. You know how I know? Because I did it. (laughs) Look, dude. I don't know a lot. I didn't know. I don't know a lot. That I didn't know a lot. But I'm telling you certain things I honed in on. Ain't no woman raising my boys. None. Unless I'm dead. <laughs> it ain't happening. Because I know my boys need a man around. Need they daddy. Need they father. I love them just as much as they mother. I don't care if she did have them. I put my sperm in too. I contributed too. 
And God knows that he that a, a man and a, a, a kids need a mother and a father. But boys need their father more than they need their mother once they get past the age of like one and a half, two years old. After that, they need their father. And that's the way it's going to be. And ain't no woman going to raise my boys and make them all effeminate and emasculated and stuff because this feminism crap. No, it's not happening. So that's what I'm saying. Um, You tell your wife that she can leave if she want to, but the kids are staying here. Why? Because this is the kid's home. This is your child, your children's home. This is their comfort, their foundation. They go to school from here. Okay, this is where mommy and daddy lived and we lived with them. Why uproot your children just because a crazy woman feels she needs space? And you're right. I'm being hard on women right now. You know why? I'm being hard on women right now because I've been I've seen over the last six months to a year. I've seen so many women show their butts. Show their butts, man. And it ain't right how they're treating husbands um, who who are trying their best to be the best man for them? I man, I've helped dudes. Dude, man, listen, this is how powerful women are, and this is how crazy feminism is, and they don't even know it. Dude, I've got dudes that have not been to confession in five years, ten years, twenty years, thirty years, and they go when they come in our program, dude. Do you know how powerful that is? That's how strong women really are. That is the strength of a woman, the power of a woman to make a man whose weighs outweighs her by 100 pounds, 150 pounds, by a man who's stronger than her, by a man who could just throw her around, by a man when I've seen dudes, man, crumble when they wife leaves, man, because they didn't see it coming. Please, ladies. You have the power of the blessed mother in the tip of your finger if you just learn how to use it and stop trying to be a man. Be a woman. That's what we need. We don't need no more men. We got plenty of them knuckleheads out there. <laughs> okay. So, so my first wife did the same thing to me, right? You know, she wanted me to go and I did. I was stupid. So what I did is one day I moved in with my mom for a while. I said, okay, I'm moving. I leave, right? Because I'm trying to be like that. I was a wuss. I was trying to be accommodating and didn't know that that's exactly would be the detriment to my marriage. I didn't know that. I didn't know anything about God at that time. I wasn't Catholic. I, I wasn't even a Christian. I wasn't anything. So I can't, one day I, I forgot something at home at the, at the apartment we lived in. So I went back, right? I walk in the apartment looking around. I, you know, I didn't notice anything at first. So I get into the bedroom and I go in the bathroom. There's a brand new shower curtain in the bathroom. Can you believe it? So then I started looking around. I looked at the bathroom. No hard water on the sinks. The mirrors are clean. <laughs> the toilet looks spotless. The, the floor is vacuumed. I start looking around the rest of the house. The rest of the house is immaculate. Never was like that before. Ever, ever, ever. All of a sudden, I'm gone. Boom. So that's what I'm telling you. Right then it clicked. She moving on from my dumb butt. She moving on. So you know what I did? I went to my mama's house, got my stuff. And before my kids and my wife came home, I was there. I was back. And she just came in the house and looked at me. I said, yeah. And she looked at me and she just was like, whatever. What? No argument or nothing. Okay. But my point of it is, I'm trying to get you dudes to understand that this is what you do not do. You do not. I'm giving you the years of my experience. I'm not saying be a jerk to your wife because that's probably what got you in the position you are now. What I'm saying is, man, you don't let you have to man up and be like Christ. You got to make the big boy art of manliness decisions. You can't let your wife run over you. Why? Because the best thing is you're not going to participate in your wife screwing up your marriage and your family and abandoning, abandoning you. You're not going to participate in that. And when you move out, when you um you give her everything, give her custody of the kids and all that kind of stuff, what you're doing is, man, you're just giving over your life. Okay? So, um, look, look, brother, if there is no actual physical abuse you need to stay your scrawny butt in your house you can you two can live in the house in separate bedrooms i already talked about that you can live in the basement whatever because when you leave and she gets a lawyer and you go in front of the judge and you have moved out he for the most part is not going to let you back in that house why 
to basically cover his own butt. If he lets you back in there and your wife kills you <laughs> or worse or, or better or, or else you kill her, it will be chaos in that judge's office. All the media, everybody will be saying, why did you let him back in? Why did you let them together? That's why in a lot of states right now, they don't, they don't do that. They don't let, when someone has not has moved out, they do not let the person move back in. Okay. See, Here's what most ignorant husbands think when she wants out or wants them to leave. This is now moving on again to the next level. So I'm going to hit the husbands now. So here's what most ignorant husbands do or they think when she wants out or wants them to leave. It's right. Ooh, happy, happy day. I'm leaving. Sweet. Woohoo. No more nagging. No more kids in the way. I can eat what I want. Go out when I want, see my buddies when I want, go out and go to the strip club when I want. I can go out and commandeer a little punani and my wife won't even know it, right? See, this is how losers think. Instead of focusing on why his wife is unhappy, unfulfilled, and insecure and just left his crazy butt, he is thinking of going out and getting more sex somewhere else or all the stuff he can do without his wife nagging him. But look, let me tell you, man, that is a serious rookie mistake. Because when you get out there and you see it's not 1970 anymore and the dating scene is tough, moreover, what were your kids think? What are your kids thinking? You running around and doing all this stuff. You're not trying to get their mother back. You're not trying to bring your family back together in one house. You hurt. We're hurting our children. We really are. People say they care about the kids, but they only care about the kids until the kids get in the way and the kids interfere with their selfishness. Okay. What they want to do. See, also, you have some involvement in why this marriage is going to hell. And the bottom line is, if you leave your home, there are no advantages to this. None. No advantages for you, your kids, your marriage, and your wife. The, the the saying is, you never give your wife what she wants. You give her what will make her happy. And in your case, if you are trying to save your marriage and family and are humble and sincerely admitting your part in an inadequate marriage, what will make your wife happy in the end and in favor with God is what? Is you forcing her to work on your marriage now that you know what a jerk you've been for the last two years, 10 years or 30 years. But in order to do this, man, you must accept that you were not the husband your wife needed for her to feel like a true woman. And that's a many that that is a big problem that men, you want your wife to make you feel like a man and do all this stuff in the bedroom and 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 and, and do all this stuff, you know, when you when you come home and, and all this stuff and take care and do all this crap. You want her to make you feel like a man and get respected but then you don't want to help her feel like a true woman right you don't want to make her feel loved and cherished and on a pedestal and that you're her that she's your princess and that you love her above all things and you place her above everybody on this earth except god your wife has to know that and if she doesn't man she's gonna start to feel like you ain't worth this crap ain't none of this worth all that and that's why women leave because they get tired of getting dumped on or some dude. He don't pay attention to him. He's bad in bed. He won't let her. He won't take her advice on nothing. Won't seek her advice. You know, won't won't have deep conversations with her. Won't listen to her. And then she's just supposed to take this for 50 years till she dies. No, I think women should leave knucklehead husbands. I do. But once he's sewing, he's changed. Once he's proven, I'm not saying don't make his butt pay. Now, he hurt you now for a lot of years. And I'm not saying don't make him pay. But what I'm saying is when he's, he gets it together, you got to give him some kind of acknowledgement that, that, that you approve of that. That's all I'm saying, ladies. I'm not saying just, you know, I'm not saying just come back home and take all this abuse. No, make his butt pay. Because, men, we're hard-headed, right? We are completely hard-headed. We don't, do, we don't take care of a problem until there is a problem. When women, we think women look at problems like, okay, there's a problem. I got to solve it. And they think like that when it comes to the kids and to marriage, to the marriage and stuff. A lot of them don't really think about that stuff when they're in the workplace, stuff like that. But when it comes to their family, because they're the nurturers, they're the heart of the home. They're instinctively on this stuff. And men, we're hard headed and we don't listen and we don't, we don't take care of business until what? To our wife leaves or she wants a divorce or something crazy like that. And all of a sudden we want to listen. 
when all of a sudden get Raw's attention. And then we expect we expect just because we get together, so-called get together in two weeks or a month, that she should be running back home to me. I learned my lesson. Dude, your wife's been hurt for 10 years and 20 years, and you think it's because you did a few uh, did a few tasks in a month or two months that your wife just gonna run back at the no, she gonna make you pay. She wants you to know all the pain you caused her, and she gonna put it in your face so that when you come back, and she, she when, that when she comes back, and she will, if you show her, she's gonna make sure that stuff ain't gonna happen again. Okay, man, you gotta understand how this stuff works, fellas. You really do. It's not rocket science, but it's brain science. It's brain surgery. I will tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> so see many always say jerry why are you always on the woman's side honestly man i'm not on the woman's side and i'm not on your side i'm not on the husband's side i'm on the kid's side i'm on marriage's side because i know the devastation it causes to the church to the family to the kids and society just look outside the door they're trying to they're trying to purposely the liberals the the modernists in the catholic church all the people, the, the atheists and all these kind of people, they are trying, purposely trying to break up and destroy the powers that be. The world, the one world government are purposely trying to break up the family and to destroy the family. And it's working. But here's what those dumb people don't understand. Whatever happens to the, to the lower people, to the poor people, to the middle class people, it's going to happen to your family, too. It's going to start happening to your family, too. Remember like in the 60s and stuff when they started bringing all the drugs into the black neighborhoods in, in California and stuff to try to to try to get the, to mess up the black man. It did mess the black man up. It messed up his families. It messed up the kids. It messed up marriages and stuff. And all the people, all the white folks used to think, well, you know, that's them. That's their problem. Well, guess what? It ain't now. Look at it now. You divorced. You got drugs all of your infested in your neighborhoods and stuff. You got all the all the problems you put on 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 poor on the poor and the, the poor and the black people at that time. It started happening to your families. And this, you think God is just gonna sit back and let you destroy your people without making it be a consequence of you? And you look, this is what. People don't understand. Evil never stops. The devil never stops. The demonic never stops. What those people did and putting that those drugs and infiltrating the black neighborhoods with drugs like that, that was evil. I know it. You know it. Everybody knows it. So you think the devil is not going to just try to get you too? Come on, man. You got The thing about the supernatural word about God and Christ and the Holy Spirit and the Trinity and everything, the stuff is complete logic and it's complete justice when you think about it. God is not going to let, it's not going to give mercy to, to people who don't submit and who don't who are and who are selfish their whole lives they're selfish and they want to go to heaven everybody wants to go to heaven right everybody wants to go to heaven nobody wants to go to hell they all think they don't they are and some people i've heard some people say i don't care about going to hell you will when you get there <laughs> so anyway man you, you you're not going to heaven man if you if you commit evil man you're not and evil is just not being a serial, kill, a serial killer or a rapist. Evil is contraception. Evil is abortion. Evil is all the evil. Evil is stealing something. Evil is destroying your marriage. Evil is every bad thing against evil. You know what evil is? Evil is the opposite of good, which is God. So it doesn't matter. Anything opposite of God is evil. And you people need to stop thinking that. Listen to these bishops and priests. They're leading your butt down the wrong way. You need to learn about your own faith, you know, get in the books of Scott Hahn, of Catholic Answers, of, of, of um, you know, St. Thomas Aquinas, St. Faustina, you know, find Catholic websites that preach the truth, the traditional way of the Catholic faith, the Roman Catholic Church. Go to the Latin Mass, stop perpetrating, get your butt out of this Norvis Ordo stuff if you're Catholic, man, and really start learning and getting the graces of your faith, man, and learning what's going on. Okay, next. Um, as a man, and, and uh, because because I know the devastation that, like I'm saying, go back. I know the devastation. Um, I'm not that reason. I'm not on. I'm on the side of marriage because I know the devastation it causes to the church, to the family, kids, and society. And only a mentally blind, ignorant man refuses to see that. 
which I cannot was I just really talked about. As a man, you must in the end realize that you are ultimately the one responsible for your marriage and family and what goes on inside your home. Don't get it twisted. Don't believe the society. You're responsible. And even if they don't think you are, God holds you responsible. Jesus Christ holds you responsible. Okay. And in the end, that's who you answer to, man. That's why that's why that's why Christians are free. We are totally the a man of courage, authentic and true men of Christ are free because we know we don't answer to the government. We answer to Christ. And we know that we might have to die for it one day. But that's what it is. That's what that's what happens. That's why they don't want Christ in the in this country anymore. Because they know men like me and a lot of men I know, they in the end, they'll just we pray every day that we will be able to die for our for Christ and for our church. We do. That we have the fortitude to sacrifice our life and the and the powers that be can't stand it. The atheists can't stand it. Cause when then they can't control you. That's when they can't control you, brother. That's why, you know, I talked to a guy today. The dude been married two, three times. You know, his marriage is messed up. You know, his wife didn't left him. And he ain't a Christian. He's a Mormon. I said, man, when's the last time you've been to confession? When's the last time you've been to church? Oh, I've been to church like nine years ago. I mean, dude, I can't help that. I couldn't help that dude. He's so far away. He's mad at God. Oh, and he's mad at God. Mad at God because God... Um, because he said God took his wife away from him and God took, you know, God uh, made his first wife mess around on him and all that stuff. You know, we, we blame God for no reason. That's not God's fault. That's your fault. Being a creature, you being, being sinful and not, not being obedient and screwing your life up. I mean, really, I mean, I helped him, but he can't, he couldn't be in the program because he was just too far gone. I mean, I, there's certain things to be in the Catholic Alpha program. You got to qualify. I mean, you you have to at least be a, a Protestant or Christian so that we can be on the same page a little bit, so that you understand what the what, what, what the demonic is and what spiritual warfare is and the the natural order of of, of the household and all this kind of stuff. I mean, look, you've been married three, four times, man, and, and your wife's still alive and all this stuff, and you. I mean, it's just some things, certain things that I really can't help you with. I mean, so I did help him and give him all the tactics and strategies that can help his wife, help him get his wife back. But man, in the end, man, when your wife leaves, man, it's a supernatural battle, dude, because you can't go to her. Your your wife then left and moved in with her sister, you know, uh, 500 miles away, man. You just can't go to your wife and grab her by the hair and say, come on, woman, get home. You know, it's the help of the Holy Spirit to affect her heart. To get her to see that maybe you are the man she needs, and dudes these days, man, we just don't get it. We're a wuss, we weak, or we're on the opposite end. We this crazy, over the top, macho dude that nobody loves or cares about because we're too silly. You know, you gotta have a me. You need Christ to bring in me. You know, to bring in a happy medium, man. You need the Holy Spirit. This is a supernatural battle, man, and it is, and, and people don't understand it. And I, But you know what I did? I said, look, man, I know you don't want to hear what I'm saying, but I told him that, I said, man, God tempts you. God is tempting you. Your wife is gone, and God allows temptation to, to make you grow closer to him so that you'll go close, that you'll see that you can't do this on your own. And I know he really didn't listen to me, but all I think I could do is put it out there, dude, because he, look, when you come to me, dude, your way ain't working. Your way ain't working, homie. And if you think that you gonna you can do this on your own, that's what's wrong with people that don't understand Jesus Christ and the, and the Lord and our Lord, man, and God and stuff and the Trinity. They think they can do everything on their own and they can't because everybody dies. Then they get cancer. It's God's fault because they get cancer and stuff. Dude, you didn't even care about God. You didn't lean on God. You thought you, listen, you was your own God, right? You did believe in God. You you are if you do believe in him, you know he's an inactive God or whatever. And you just did your thing your own way. You didn't come to the church. You didn't take the sacraments. You didn't get married in the church. You didn't do nothing. You don't go to confession. You don't do nothing. You don't sacrifice for nothing but yourself. So to me, you think you're your own God. So to me, if you get cancer, if you got, you'll be able to cure yourself. Mr. Billionaire, Mr. Man in Power. That's how I look at it. <laughs> you God, hey, 
You think there's no higher power that you have to answer to. Hey, that's cool. And God says it's cool too. So what you do, you kill, to me, heal yourself. Cure all your family problems. You know, cure all your family problems. That's what you do. If you're God, you can do all that. What do you need doctors for? See, because man can't help you if God don't allow him. And now I'm not going to go into that anymore because we, we've been a lot longer than I wanted, a lot longer, half hour longer. But don't matter, man. In the end, sometimes points got to be made, man. It's time for us to get our head out the sand, man, and start realizing that we need the supernatural world is real. There's a heaven, there's purgatory, and there's hell. And 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 St. Faustina is not joking with you, man. She, I mean, she even said the people in hell, most of them thought there was no hell. And when they got there, they found out it was with all that torturing going on. And for eternity, that's what they got to do. And that's why I try to tell people, wonder, just, let's just say, wonder, maybe, maybe, that, huh, that God is real, that Jesus was God, that that really all that stuff that happened with the Jews and stuff really happened. Maybe there was a Pontius Pilate. Maybe the Old Testament was real and there was a Moses and all that stuff. Maybe that God was real and he did participate and he does love you with mercy. Maybe, he, you know, maybe all that stuff's real. To me, the logic of the situation is why would you, to me, why would you take a chance and just live your life, just be obedient and live your life for the most part the way you can? And when you can't, go to confession and have the priest absolve you. Just do what God's asked you to do. I'll tell you what, I got a great life. Sure, I ain't the richest man. Me and my wife have problems every now and then. I got kids, we know we have problems, but we love each other. And we don't have a lot of problems that a lot of people that aren't obedient to God and refuse Christ they have. And any Christian who is in grace with God, which means what? You don't have no mortal sin on your soul, you know, no mortal sins, and you're you're participating in, you're doing the sacraments of the church, you're participating in that, they'll tell you. They'll tell you. Most Catholics will tell you that they don't have a lot of problems and worries that people who don't abide by that do. And that's the proof that it works. A lot of people don't like me saying that it works, but man, listen, this works. God works, man. He He put this out here so that we could be we could be saints to go back to Him and spend eternity with Him. All right, this all is not just a story, man. It's not a joke. You know, when when demon when demons infiltrate your house and your demon and, and demons in your house and stuff. Then it ain't all of a sudden everybody wants to call a priest to come exercise and stuff out of here. Okay. <laughs> so anyway, um, as a man, again, you must realize in the end that you are ultimately responsible for your marriage and family and what goes on inside your home. If you're emasculated and weak, not able to do the tough stuff and make the proper decisions, you will regret it. And the consequences are you are now in the doghouse with God. You lost your beloved and the disrespect of your children. Because in the end, my brother, the true measure of a man is this. Now, please listen to this. This is very important. I adopted this a long time ago. And this is why I think what my wife thinks. It's very important to me what my wife thinks. It's very important to me what my wife thinks. But she's really the only one who I really care like that about. Why? Because the true measure of a man in the end is through his relationship with God, what his wife thinks of him, and how his children view him. Everything else is just human respect. Everything else is just human respect, which is a grave, grave sin. This is all you should be concerned about. And if you are not, then maybe, just maybe, you deserve what you get. Bam. So, in conclusion, as we always do, we end with the quote from my brother, Pope Benedict XVI. Quote, society offers you comfort, but you weren't made for comfort. You were made for greatness. So, go forth, Christian soldier. The spiritual fight is upon you. Fast, pray, and prepare for battle. Thank you, Christian soldier, for listening in today. Do you have a critical or pressing problem in your marriage right now? 
want help come on the show and ask me in person we can do this completely anonymously you don't have to be on camera or say your name it's totally up to you i would just love to have you as a guest on the show more importantly you would be helping other men as well contact me at radicalquestions at catholicalpha.com and lastly please share this podcast with someone that may need help in their marriage or relationship help me save a marriage today